Hey, what's up, world? It's your host, Omar Ace Turner. You guys call me Ace. And welcome to another episode from the podcast, The Authentic Millennial, where we help motivate millennials by the millions to live a life of authenticity. In today's episode, we're going to talk about taking risks. What is risk? What could be the possible worst outcome of taking risks? And I'm going to share with you one or two stories about how I took risks and what was the outcome. Here we go. Risk can come in so many forms that, you know, we think that, oh, you know, if we're going to go out there and and go for hours, go for our dreams, go for goals, you know, that we're thinking that's the major part of risk, right? But risk comes in relationships, you know, dating, marriage, you know, creating a family with someone else. That's that's a risk. You're taking a risk because... There's no guarantee that that person is going to stay with you. There's no guarantee that everything is going to work out. You know, there's no guarantee of someone being faithful. There's none, but it's a risk that you are willing to take to, for love, to create, to, to build on something. It's a risk that we all have to take. No one's immune from risk. You know, there's just different levels of risk. Some people might say, oh, well, that's risky. I would never do that. But even when you marry someone, that's a risk. You know, when people tell you, oh, I could never go out there and start my dreams. I could never go after mines. I could never create a business. That's too risky. I could never leave a job that I know I get a steady paycheck from. Well, like, yo, your job can lay you off at any time. And I know. It's, it's happened to so many people who I know. You know, even like I told you, one of my episodes, when I was working back at the house, and the house was, when I was the property manager at a house, at a college dorm, off-campus dorm, and the property got sold. You know, boom, here comes new owners. So even though I liked how things were going, I liked how the old owner did things, that was the risk that I had, you know, that was part of it, that one day it wasn't going to be here. So I kind of laugh when people tell me, oh, I have a pension, or I have job security, or I'm with the union. It doesn't, none of that really matters. You, it's kind of like a false security in a sense, because still you can lose all of it. Hence why I make sure I try to set up as many streams of income as possible. Because if I lose one, boom, the rest of them can cover me. So I'm always trying to set up different streams of income not relying on just one thing. Um, Like we said before with relationships, I am willing to take risks. Where I'm not willing to take risks, if it's going to, if I know the possibility can land me in prison or it can end up causing me to take someone else's life or someone else can get seriously hurt from what I, from my own actions, that I cannot have. I cannot that's where I draw the line where I take risks. But anything else, I'm, I'm all for it. You have to, you, you don't know. You never know what's on the opposite side. Oh, I'm sorry. You never know what's on the other side waiting for you of a risk. Um, I can show you a quick story with my dad. My dad has a 
a two-deck CD player. One plays CDs, and the other one actually you can record on it. So the part that records, I don't know, it's not playing, it's not working. So, um, he took it apart to see what was going on, but even though we took it apart, we still could not figure out what was the determining factor of the CD player malfunctioning. Now, to go further, we had to detach the cables and some ribbons from the actual CD player, from the actual CD player mechanism and the motherboard. That's where my father drew the line. He didn't want to go any further when he had to remove cables and ribbons from the motherboard. But me, I had to assess this risk. I'm thinking to myself, okay, even if we take apart these cables and wires, what's the worst case scenario? What you need the machine to do, it cannot do anyhow. Yeah, one, seat, one, one deck still plays, but that's all it does. It's just, it just plays. And we have like nine CD players at the house, so you know that's not what you need. You need both decks to play. So me evaluating the risk now, I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I mess this up, worst case scenario, the CD deck that records doesn't play, which it wasn't doing in the first place. So what is that being lost? And I'm like, I just had the confidence that I'm like, I can do this. You know, I can do this. I know what I'm doing. I've, I've built computers before. This is nothing new to me. I can do this. My father walked out the room, but I continued to get the tools that I needed, a small flathead screwdriver, and I pulled apart the cables. No problem. And because of that, my father came back into the room, and he saw that I did that, and he was like, okay, now we can really see what's going on. So we took apart the CD player mechanism, and we saw that the belt broke off. So we quickly, you know, we quickly found a, a, a rubber band. We used the rubber band as a belt for the drive. And guess what? I'm not going to hold on before I even tell you what. So we put it back together, right? I put the clips back in. I put the ribbon back in. Boom, boom, boom. We screwed everything back in. Everything was accounted for. We plug everything back up. It worked. My father was able to record music again onto a CD. I know you people are thinking, like, why is he even doing that? But, you know, my father kind of old school. So, you know, he's still living in the analog world a little bit. Eh, let him do his thing. Shout out to the people who still using CD players and CDs and all that stuff. The point of that story was to tell you guys that I took a risk. I knew that taking apart the CD player would render it inoperable. But it wasn't really working to begin with, so I'm like, and I'm, am I really going to hold on to just the satisfaction that, okay, at least one CD, one deck works. But like I said, we had nine other CD players in the house so what does it matter if that one deck works? We still need the second deck to work. But it worked. So what I'm trying to tell you people, if you're going to take risks, do an assessment. What are you really going to lose if it doesn't work out? And if that loss that you're possibly taking, it may, who knows? You know, it, it, it'll be worth it. It'll be strongly worth it. 
why I shared the CD player story is because take small risks. Start with taking small risks before you take bigger, bigger risks. Like people are thinking about changing their job or, no, when I said changing the job, quitting their job and going for their dream job. To me, you know, that, that's a bigger risk, right? But have you taken risks before? Because if you haven't taken risks before, you're going to panic. The second when something doesn't go right, you're going to hit the panic button. Instead of understanding like, wow, I've been down this road before. I took a risk with something else. You know, and remember the outcome, like, okay, it didn't work out, but I still lived. And that's the thing we got to understand. Even when we take a risk, we're still going to live. We're still going to get through it. It might hurt. We might get a scrape. We might get a wound. We might, something, you know, might happen. We might lose some money. But it's all part of the risk. And then I'm going to share with you one more story is when I quit teaching. And that was, that was, that was, I ain't going to lie to you guys. That was really tough. I knew the time was coming. I knew the moment was coming. It was something that I knew I had to do. Um, like I said before, prior, in another episode, when my daughter became really ill and she required the surgery, that really changed my life. And that really made me think about what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and how am I helping people in the process. And there's nothing wrong with, school te- with being a school teacher. You know, shout out to the people who do that. But my thing was, I was, yes, I am a teacher, but not in the school setting, per se. And I want to reach adults and uh, people who, you know, maybe teenagers, college kids. But I wanted to reach a bigger audience. And I couldn't do it from the classroom, per se. So I knew I had to quit. I didn't know exactly what I was going to end up doing. I didn't know that this was going to be one of my methods of doing it as a, you know, as, as a podcaster. I didn't know this was going to be a method. But sure enough, here I am. This is what I'm doing. And I'm reaching the people who I wanted to reach. But I didn't know that back in 2016 when I quit being a school teacher. I remember right when I was supposed to start again, it was supposed to be for the September 2016 to the June 2017 school year. And my assistant principal called and said, uh, hey, Omar, there's rumor going around the school that you are not planning on coming back to the school. Is this true or not? And I really had to think about that question. Because, I mean, I thought about it, dabbled in the idea, but I never really committed myself to saying, yeah, I am going to quit. So I really thought about it. And I don't know, I just felt like when it was such a simple question, but internally, people, I took it as the, the assistant principal asked me, Omar, are you going to take a risk on your life? I mean, I don't mean mean to sound that dramatic, but that's how it sounded to me. And I I swear I had the biggest frog in my throat. Like, my throat just became really dry before I can give my assistant principal that answer that she was looking looking for. And I said, you know what? Yeah, the rumors are true. I'm not coming back. 
I think she was shocked. I really think she was surprised. But she was like, okay, um, let the principal know that you're not coming back. I said, all right, no problem. So I sent an email, and I, you know, I told the principal everything, and I wrote down that I'm not, I won't be returning. Thank you for having me. And that was it. That was it. 2016. That that was the last time when I had like a real job job. And I don't know, like, see, older people will tell you, are you crazy? Like, you know, I don't know, they, they really bank on this whole job security thing. And I don't know, I, I've seen how one management can come in and they think you're doing a great job and everything's awesome. And then another set of management comes in and all of a sudden the rules are changing. They're talking to you like you don't know what you're doing. While meanwhile, you've been doing great for the last three, four years. And now all of a sudden, it's like you don't even know what you're coming or going. So I don't know, man. I, I, I really can't. I don't really like depending or relying on other people when it comes to my own job performance. I like, I rather know that I'm in full control. What I give is how I consistently give it. And either, and they let you guys determine if you like it or not. But this is who I am. I'm not going to change because a different set of management is now in play or, or now are in power. This is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be authentic as possible here. So I don't know. I, I just, the whole job thing that, you know, the security thing, I'm, I've, I don't believe it. I don't believe that it's real. I don't believe that it's certain. I mean, I know people who have jobs for 20 years and they lost them. Or somebody had a job for five years and gone. I mean, straight family and everything. Nobody, they don't care. They don't care that you have a family to feed. You know, and then it's back on you with the stress of saying, how are you going to provide for your family again? You know, so my thing is people like, risk is everywhere. You have to take risks. You know, there's no thing as a guarantee. If someone hurts you, you know, somebody played you, someone cheated on you, it doesn't mean that the next 20 men or the next 20 women are going to do the same thing to you. And that is happening to you, that you really need to start assessing yourself. Start looking at what kind of person am I? What kind of environments am I living, am I dwelling in that I'm meeting these kind of people? How do I change my perspective on seeing what is a good person or a partner that I need in my life? Because it's not fair to say, one person cheated on you, and now you're saying that the next man or the next 15 men or the next 15 women are going to cheat on you. That's, that's kind of insane. You got hurt, and now you're not willing to take risks anymore. Life comes at risk. There is no guarantee. There is no foolproof operation out here. You know, just trust yourself. Be strong within Know that you are the center of your happiness. Believe in the higher power. Believe in God. Believe in the universe. Believe that you're here to win. And yes, it's going to come with a few losses, but this is how you learn in life. By taking chance. You know, this is how you grow 
You're like, oh, I've been through that. Yeah, it sucked, but I know how to move better now. You know, you'll be all right, I promise you guys. Everything's going to be all right, but take small risks. Start small. You know, do something different. Eat something differently. Hang out with different people. Take small, tiny risks, and then that prepares you for bigger risks. Because I tell you, when you take risks, it comes with uncertainty. It's part of it. You don't know what the outcome is. And no, nobody wants to fail, but like I said in another episode, feeling comes with it. And it's not even a guarantee that you're going to fail. You're just going to learn how to move differently. You're going to learn what not to do. So people, take risks. Assess the risks. Know what you can lose. Is it worth losing? And then go from there. That's my time. You guys are great. Continue to live a life of authenticity.